0: Welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. I'm Carl James. On Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, Josh Bennett and I sat down with Indiana University pitching coach Dustin Glant for a wide ranging discussion. Glant is in his second year with IU. Before that, he was the AAA pitching coach for the New York Yankees organization and also had college pitching coach experience with Ball State University. Last season uh, had some challenges for the new Hoosier pitching staff. What
1: lessons have you
0: learned from that season?
1: Oof. Yeah, it's uh, especially the first time losing as well, you know, of just <clears throat> trying to figure it out. Really just, uh, and Merce was great about it, is we just we brainstormed relentlessly, nightly in, in, in the hotel rooms and of just figuring out. What can we do different from pitch calling standpoint? What can we do different from, uh, you know, usage standpoint? Is there things we need to be doing between me and Denton and, and Merce just trying to figure it out. And, and it was just, I, mean, I don't, it seemed like it slowly started to improve, uh, <clears throat> towards the back half. So we really tried to build on some of the things that we implemented, which was, um, we, we the guys you'll see in the outfield they're throwing you know their partner has a plate and they're down on the plate just just to build some awareness and some um uh some accountability and, and I think you know uh maybe if nothing else some subliminal uh, they they're just they do that for 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 their job so maybe the more reps that they get with the plate there uh even in catch play so we we've, we've done that um we've done a lot more mound work this year than than we did last year and, and we try to even on our lower intent days get on the mound um my Yankee buddies are are experimenting then they run you know strings that are are kind of like throwing lanes almost like a bowling alley, except you got your guy kind of throwing in his lane, and so we're we've implemented that all season uh into our catch play but I tell you uh it's as much between the years as it is anything in and it, that's been the hardest thing for me is just how do you talk about uh, lack of execution without beating them down to a level that, you know, they, they never come back from, or if they, you know, they go one Oh and now might as well be three Oh in their mind, right? Oh goodness. Uh, it's, it's one Oh. So yeah, we, we we've discussed a ton about first pitch strikes about staying out of three ball counts. So from a, Foundation of, you know, kind of what the training looked like this year, much different than last year. But I say the the hard part is just even these early, even these early scrimmages, like I don't see the returns yet. So I'm hoping that closer and closer we get to the spring, uh, that this starts, some of it starts leveling off a little bit and we can maybe pick up where we finished last year versus having to. Because you just can't, you know, it's any baseball. You just can't win with freebies. The freebie war is what always decides it. And so, yeah, that's, that's what we're right in the middle of.
0: When things weren't going well in the season, <clears throat> um, what, what, did the, what did the communication
1: sound like that you were having both to your pitchers and your pitchers back to you? Set up was a lot of it. Hey, is there a better place where we can set up? You know, uh, what are we doing from a mindset standpoint? You know, it's just, do we need to shift? where your eyes are to when you shift where the gloves are. Assume some of those guys, they just, it's first time for them failing too. Right. So now they're scrambling, uh, and, and, and they're, they're, you know, they, they're, their heads spinning and, and they've probably, uh, uh, never been through that situation either. And so it's like, uh, they're failing for the first time and, and then, you know, over pressing, right. Trying to do too much and. Uh, but still expected to perform, and we weren't very deep. And, and, and so there wasn't like there was somebody to stop the bleeding. You know, it's like, no, we're just going to keep hemorrhaging uh, free bases. And, and so, uh, you know, if you're in – it's like a, a, in a lineup, right? Your top half doesn't go, but your bottom half goes, right? Eventually that takes some pressure off the top half, and the top half starts going, and they kind of – in last year, uh, the first half for sure, we just – we couldn't stop the bleeding. Now, several pitchers last season,
0: particularly Bradley Bremer, uh, Reese Sharp, and Ty Bockwell, made huge improvements from February to May. Um, what did those guys manage to do to,
1: to progress over the course of the, of the season? Confidence, confidence. Unfortunately, you know, I wish it was different, but so much of your confidence is based on your results. And I think you get a couple of good outings under your belt, and then you start believing in yourself, and then you know, magically, you're you're attacking the zone and you're being the aggressor. And, um, you know, I think Brad, even this, even in maybe the second week at Arkansas, uh, had a little bit better outing and he built off of that. And I know we used that. And I think he closed at Miami and we ran him out there, uh, even in a blowout, just to your point of just get trying to get him on some sort of a role. And then the, you know, that's the big thing with, with having, um, then Sagerman, as director you know helping out with the operations side is just he's he's so helpful with you know you got a half a season's worth of data and now where's guys actually having success right where does where does bremer really need to be thrown is and that was where we switched gears and we had been trying really hard to go in on lefties with the sinker and when he got it there it was okay but if he didn't get it there got hammered and so we scrapped that we started just living arm side with the fastball brought in um, a lot more change-ups and by that time of the year the, the slider turned into a real weapon so um he, he worked at it but I think he had some success and uh once he had that success started believing himself again your stuff just kind of naturally staying with Ty right I mean I Ty put us on his back for three or four weeks there, right? From Minnesota on pretty much said, uh, let's go boys. And and so, um, he's, he's building off of that, which is great. So. Looking back your first season back at college, how did
0: that differ from being a coach in the professional ranks?
1: (laughs) Biggest. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I'm out for three years, right? (laughs) Three years and you forget everything you know about the college game. And it's, it's, uh, did it was like I, I I tried to naturally just coached it like I did there, and you I assume so much about the players, and surely they know, and they know how to do this, and they know how to do this, and they know how to do this, and they know how to hold runners, and this is nothing new, or just they all compete. You just assume they all compete. And so we went right into the the fun, the hard stuff, right? Pitch designs, uh movement profiles, you know, a lot of the advanced metrics, and we skipped. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, you know, and we went all the way to the end to where you usually get to. You try to get guys to by the end of their three-year, four-year career. And, uh, oh, man, what a – it is. And it's funny because that was another thing through – going through last year is I'm, you know, turning over every stone I can. And I I have a huge duffel bag of all my stuff from Ball State and Anderson. And, you know, you're looking through – all you know had similar problems at Ball State and kind of how you how you solved them and and just so many things that you're like oh my gosh like we started holding runners at Ball State the first day of the fall right we had the stopwatch and you're one three or less and uh in in you know it, it just got away from the fundamentals of of college baseball which is wins and losses how do you win college baseball games and do you equip your guys to win college baseball games and I would say that was a big piece. Is like, boy, we could light up a track man, uh, but who we ain't playing track man. You know, we're playing we're playing Big Ten baseball, and uh, it was it was exposed early on that uh, some restructuring on, on my end needed to I needed to get back to where we were at, at Ball State, and it was a similar situation. I would say with that, I think the first year at Ball State, I think we walked ton of guys, and the second year was was much better, and then the third year it was really good uh where I think we finally ended up getting like a three to one four to one strike out the walk um, so it's I kicked myself a little bit from and it was a late transition uh coming over right there in September, but man, we'd love to have it back and 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 get into a lot more of the stuff that wins baseball games versus trying to make everybody have a cool cool pitch pitch package and, and everything else. Would you say there's a difference in the profile of pitcher that you recruit from the transfer portal versus out of high school? Uh, you know, I think I'm in between. I think that if you're, you know, uh, it's just – to this? To the You know, you look at the good teams, right? Rutgers, you look at Maryland, you look at uh, Florida State, you look at Notre Dame, you look at uh, a lot of these teams, right? They just throw strikes. So uh, not that they don't know everything else, but that's a main – again, freebie war, Central Michigan, right? They're not going to wow you, but you're going to put it in play and, you know, you're not going to beat themselves. And so I just think that that's, that's a big piece of it to where if we can take kids that we know check that box – then we can get to the fun steps or the steps that are more my strength of can we make their stuff better? Can we, can we, you know, can we elevate kind of who they are as a pitcher and, um, and their skill level. And, but at the same time, right. This is that's the other thing. This is an awesome league. This is a really good league. I was super, super impressed, um, with the big 10 and, uh, just the quality of lineups that you face week in and week out. And, um, so you, you're going to have the, you know, you're going to need to take some shots with some skill guys that you can hopefully develop to be, you know, to be regional type arms, uh, you know, because that's what you're that's what you're wanting to do. So I, it's a blend, I, but I, yeah, to me, um, big time shift in in what we're looking for, and, and just that's a prerequisite is like can this guy. You know, 70%, you're still going to take your shots on the big, long, linky guys that have the long, you know, three-, four-year draft potential type of guys. But uh, Drew Thorpe is the is the guy that, you know, the Cal Poly second-rounder with the Yankees. And I think, you know, he can – I remember studying him a couple of times. He faced a, a few opponents and just being so impressed at, with his command. And, um, I think that's kind of where the pro – pro models kind of turn into is is man this is really really hard nobody can figure out how to teach command uh but we can do all these other cool things so let's go get some guys that do command and let's teach them the cool stuff and so uh i, I feel we're, we're we're more in line with that uh, moving forward we've
0: noticed in the fall that your pitchers um you know are throwing more off-speed pitches um Gabe levy you mentioned us in an in interview last week uh felt that you were having to throw more off speed as well can you kind of tell us what your thinking is behind that it's
1: biggest thing is it's only time you get to work on it and get feedback from hitters and so um you can you know there's a lot of things that you can look at fastball command wise and 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 things uh during those october the seven to eight week kind of development window that it's hard to get feedback from hitters so it's like you know, you have your fall scrimmages, you have your five or six weeks um, to see how how a pitch plays, how the hitters react. Like, do we have a real pitcher, especially with the transfer guys, right? Because I'm learning them. I'm trying on the fly. I have everything that they've done in their past. But obviously, part of the recruiting process with those guys of like, hey, how can we help you improve even more? Um, and so we come in with some ideas as far as how we can maybe help guys um, kind of, elevate their their level a little bit uh but yeah that that's the big thing in, in for us this year is just that was another lesson learned last year Is as is, uh, I think we were six percent change up usage um, and I think college baseball on average is right around that thirteen percent so almost half uh and again not saying we have to be like everybody and, and i I get all that but um, change ups have when you talk to our hitters, right, what's well, a hard pitch to prepare for? And they're all going to tell you, you know, a, a well-spun changeup. And so we, we threw a lot of changeups this fall with everybody. One, just to see if they could do it. Um, and then two, to get the hitters feedback of like, is this a real pitch for this for this guy? And what, how are they reacting to it? And you just get, it's like you get a little mini season. So you want to kind of do some things and get some feedback that um, as you're working through some, Potential theories on stuff.
0: That actually leads to a question I had later. I'm going to jump to it now. Sure. Bit, um, which is that uh, even before your tenure at IU, you know, we've been hearing from your predecessors and from and uh, about adding a, t- a change up to a college pitcher, pitcher's arsenal. Um, so you, you've been, and we've heard about it obviously a bunch about it since <laughs> you've been here. Um, for someone who wouldn't know, how, what is a
1: good changeup and why is it so effective? Uh, the, 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 the beauty of it is it can be a million different things. Like the the, the definition of a good changeup, I think is going to be the result in the arm speed. And you know, there, again, uh, Connor Foley right now, right? His is really firm. And if you looked at it on the track, man, it's not going to wow you. Uh, but the hitters hate it because it has four seam spin. So it mimics his, the spin of his fastball. Uh, and he throws it with great arm speed. And so they're kind of, you know, he's got, I think it's like seven or eight mile an hour difference. It's kind of a, a mid 80s pitch, but his fastball's been, you know, low 90s. And, and if you can sell it with the arm speed, it doesn't need to have this, you know, big arm side run or anything to it. It just comes out of the hand in the same spot that a four seam does and spins them in a similar way. And they have to make an early decision anyway because his fastball's getting on you. And, um, and so metrically you wouldn't wow you but from results he had really good results with it this fall and um, there's several different ways you, there could be you know guys that it's a totally different pitch than a than a fastball um, and they kind of it has success with movement and in and, and velocity change um, there's the one that the kind of the you know Savakul at Maryland is a, is a great example is his sinker and his changeup look identical out of the hand and so it's really confusing for the hitter they're both running to the arm side and it's kind of, Brooks. eye is is uh, one of our transfers in from Fordham, he's kind of in that boat to where, is that the sinker or is that the changeup, they both spin the same way, they both kind of look the same way, they both sink, they both run to my arm side um, where guys like Connor Foley, Luke Hayden, it's it's more of a four seam spin they're just they're tricking you with with the arm speed and it's not going to move a ton but it's going to get you out in front enough to to keep you honest this is kind of a loaded question but is your staff or will they be ready for auburn oh man i, I tell everybody that asks me like call me on the way home <laughs> because uh i'm i'm optimistic by nature and uh I felt so good about last year's group. I felt so good about going in into, into Clemson, uh, you know, I, I just, I was happy with, with, I was, yeah. And again, it was probably, it was it's a, it's a good example, you know, of of thinking you're prepared, but then looking back and the things that, you know, I would've done different, but uh, from a gut and, and an optimism side, I, I felt good about last year's group and where they were and thought that we were ready. And then for that to happen, uh and kind of start to spiral uh I'm not making that same mistake so give me a holler on the bus right home and I'll let you know at what point in this whole season process
0: do you expect to have pitchers settling into specific roles
1: usually I would say that about that fourth week you know um it's, it's, it gives you three or four series to 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 kind of see in some midweeks and, and where guys are at. Um, it's a it's a pretty decent four or five outings from each guy um, somewhere not certainly by the Big Ten, but if you could do it, maybe that that fourth or fifth series when we're home um, would yeah I would assume for the pitcher's sake and our sake that'd be great to to have an idea where everybody's kind of what style we're going with uh you know if it's going to be a 333 three, three, you know it's going to be kind of uh, an opener and to a, a middle guy and a lot of matchup stuff or it's going to be a traditional hey we got three guys that are going to go 5 to 7 innings and we got a handful of stoppers you know that are going to go one inning each and we're going to do it again tomorrow uh, just kind of seeing where and that's how we're building guys up now we're just building everybody up for for sixty-five pitches that first weekend, and and uh, seeing how it plays out, and but the, yeah, I would say by week five you'll have a better idea of do you have some horses that that can take it and get through a lineup three times, or are we more of a are we more of a matchup? Hey, you know, let's get get through the lineup once, twice, and then let's hand it off to the next guy, let him do it once or twice, and uh, which is as we're seeing in pro baseball, a pretty effective way too. So, it's just a matter of time, I think. I know in the past we've heard a lot about like profile matching, where you take you try to take
0: pictures with different profiles and stack them. Is that something that you're looking at?
1: If we get there, right, it sounds great in theory, uh, but at the same time, you know, I think again learning off of last year, like looks great, but if if a guy can't pitch to a game plan, right, or he can't pitch to a scouting report. You know all your all you got a really cool theory that, that may uh have a short short road there of uh of actually going back to winning baseball games where you could say you know potentially hey i'm just going to take the strike thrower that can throw a glove side fastball at the knees 75 percent of the time and take our chances and and, and and go that direction but yeah that would be tremendous to get into some sort of a system to where you had You had a seventh inning guy, an eighth inning guy, a ninth inning guy, and they all, you know, you had an over-the-top righty and a low-slot lefty and then, you know, uh, some combination of both or whatever. But, yeah, I think it's just a matter of time to to let – see what we have, see what we actually have in games. Among the
0: returning pitchers, who has made the biggest improvements last spring?
1: I I tell you – uh, man, all, you know, Holderfield's he's still on rampant right now. So he, it's tough to say with him, but, uh, Bothell has been phenomenal. He's, he's as confident as I've ever seen. His stuff is as good as I've ever seen it. Uh, Luke Hayden has had a great off season. Um, really excited about him and where he's at. Uh, and then crafty is, is this, I'm, I'm, as, I'm really excited about all three of them. And, um, you know, that's where I have to be careful, right? Because uh, I get excited about them, and I get uh, and I, I need to let the hitters tell us what they think of them before, you know, before I get too excited. But all three have done a great job. We've we've done some new things with all three of them um, that we feel is going to play into their strengths and and uh, play into you know some some success that we think for them. And that's all from the early feedback that we got from our hitters is they like the adjustments all three have made. So hopefully that. Continues into the season. How are your How are the catchers doing and working with this group of pitchers? It's a challenge. It's a challenge because it, outside of those three, it's a new staff, right? And um, so they they they're really what I like is that they care. They care that the pitching's good, and so uh, like I said before, we've thrown a ton off the mound this year. And it's we're never short catchers. There's always guys volunteering to be down there. There's 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 it's. I would, that would be my biggest thing is that they care that we're better on the mound. And how do they show that? Because they're always available. They're always around. They're always, it's a way tighter unit. I think than last year in that regard of not that they didn't care about the pitchers, um, but it, they're just around so much more. It, it, there's a definite sense that like how a servant, almost of a servant, servant type of, of, uh, of uh, feel to it of like how can I help? What do you need? Who needs extra work? Uh, you know, on, on Sundays when we're not up here, you know, the guys will be throwing or doing whatever on their own, and and you just you hear bits and pieces from the catchers. Hey, I caught so and so, and man, he he really looked good. And I caught so and so, and he looked good. And we were working on this, and uh, so just some ownership that they've taken to to be, I, I think, uh, uh, just a supportive group for the pitchers, whereas. You know how that can get it sometimes. Of oh man, I got to catch another bullpen, and and and, and that. It, it's been complete opposite. They are all in uh, on helping us get better, which is it's been great. New names that we need sure. looking out for. It, yeah, it's you got Ben Siler who started. Um, he's kind of coming as a starter, been a Friday night starter. He's been a really calming force for everybody. Um, he's he's turning up right now so i i hope that a lot of it is just he this is his fifth year right been there done that been around the block he knows it's it's go time and um so he's been great same way with levy uh gabe levy coming over from davidson um uh, the nice part with him is he's has experience as a closer and his experience as a starter and he's kind of that could be a uh utility knife type of guy, right? Could fill tons of roles if we needed him to. He had statistically our best fall. Um and, and so he's he's really uh he's a nice piece that we feel really confident in. Uh Seti Manase, uh, coming over from Tacoma, he's been as advertised, strike thrower, uh gets right after guys, super competitive. We've we've tried to to Give him a improve the and stuff a little bit um, with him to just give him a little bit more of an option to some lefties. Um, so that's been his focus. He's another one that he doesn't have a lot of experience on the back end, but he at, at times with the splitter can have back end stuff if we needed it to. Um, Adrian Vega is he's an, again strike thrower from 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 Butler. Um, he's been great this fall or really this winter, he, you know, it was, that was a, a good one because he came in, I think early in the fall and got smacked around a little bit. And I was like, Whoa, you know, hang on here. And he got a little gun shy. And so that was to your question earlier about the offense, like that was a great one for him because that was good for our offense to smack him around and, and, uh, to kind of get that hopefully out of his system, you know, uh, because he's, he's been great this winter early. So, um, you know, Wes Burton is is, uh, is is coming along, obviously a guy with some experience in the SEC and in big environments, which to me uh, was a weakness for ours of just guys not having experience in those big environments last year. So uh, he kind of gives us that and, and, you know, just trying to make some changes to help him get in the zone more. Um, who else am I missing? You got Nate Ball from Youngstown, been a closer, could be hopefully a, a nice back end arm for us. Got yeah, Brooks Eye, yeah, he's the same, right? Like started at Fordham, closed this summer. Uh, was a lockdown closer. I think was an All Star this summer as a closer, uh, sinker guy. Uh, Luke Sennard, potential starter for us so it's funny I guess you you go through it all I mean most of your guys are most of your guys are new guys um yeah I I don't know where I I don't think anyone's know where it'll shake out just yet but um I, I would say from a depth standpoint we're in a better spot than last year again hindsight looking back I think that we only pitched 11 guys maybe on the year um last year and you know Something else that I looked into right in the off season is like you look at all these teams and most of them are anywhere from like 15 to 19 guys. I think Louisville even had 21 guys pitching a game last year, and, and so uh, just being able to have that depth and those options to to move people around is is you would think is would help us this season.
0: Look, you mentioned Holderfield. I um, and you know, how many, how much he was used last year? Yeah. Um, talking about you know. Would it would it have made more sense if there had been more depth that he would have been used in kind of shorter stents, like one inning appearances as opposed to you know being expected to cover multiple
1: innings when he came in and had to appear? Uh yeah, it's possible, right? That's the other thing about college baseball, right? Is is uh, you see it work both ways, but most coaches and and I'm you know uh, when you got a hot hand and the other team. K- Kentucky game comes to mind, right, that uh, we do such a good job of managing workload and, and knowing what guys are capable of and not capable of and staying on top of that, that um, we feel like if we put a guy in a position to extend, one, he's physically ready, uh, but then, two, that's the other thing that you get is that if he's physically ready and he has the team other team emotionally defeated, I mean, you ride that dude to the end because, as you know, and it's... <laughs> happened several times you hear you know MLB guys talk about it and haven't played uh you know on that side of the fence it's a real thing it's a real thing that that uh you pull a guy that's that has your number and man you everybody starts pepping up a little bit okay now you know now we got a shot now we got a shot we got a righty in the game or whatever like thank goodness that that lefty where the ball was coming out of the you know, the A on the Indiana sign is out of there because we couldn't see him and we weren't going to hit him for 100 years, right? Um, so there's that piece of it. But, um, yeah, I it's tough to say. It, it's tough to say because he was – now, I would say more so probably overexposed okay. of uh, – had freshman stuff, right? Had your typical freshman stuff and um, was unique, I think, early on, right? And then, and then the hitters really catch up there and they have – Half a season of at bats, and they've seen several sidearm lefties by that point, or sinkers, and you know he's getting a little bit tired. He's going through his, uh, you know, he's going through the grind of his first time, and the hitters are starting to catch up. And uh, we we identified some things pretty early in the off season as far as mechanically, some things that just changed um, over the course of the season that that we're really excited to get back to for him that uh, we think will get him back on. Back where he was, but that's from a pitching coach's standpoint to have three true freshmen that just always take the ball, want the ball are three of your most competitive uh, you know, look at Ryan Craft's first out at Clemson, right? There, no fear. There, zero fear. So, you know that guy's going to be a winner at some point, right? Uh, same weekend, you know, Luke Hayden is begging, begging to pitch at Clemson. Uh, couldn't wait to get in, and, and so... It's you have that piece of it, right? So now it's like if we can get him caught up on a physical standpoint, and then yeah, Holderfield is—I the mean, he was a—he was stone cold right away as a freshman and won the ball and of the ball in big situations and it was super competitive and the same way. Like, you come guys, on, you can you get can, on my back. I'm—you know—I'll—I'll I'll carry you. It's fine.
0: You know, you guys kept him in for their—I forgot what his name was—but their 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 big draft dude uh, there at Clemson and you got him out. So,
1: Holderfield did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with oh, the big, the big lefty hitter, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that they all three of them that first weekend, yes, yeah, because wow. I remember that it was sort of like this. Kevin Christopher I was like, I don't know if they should keep him in if they should keep him in. I'm like, he's he's locating to lefties, he's doing fine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, yeah, I hope, hope, yeah. I hope that all pays off the battle scars from last year <laughs> for all of us, but for those guys, especially because they. They went, you know, Purdue, I pitch eight innings. You get hidden and you don't, it's more your typical, you know, eight to 20 innings or whatever, like not 50 or 60 with 25 appearances, you know. So that was tough dudes.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Hoosier Baseball. See you at the BART.